Welcome to the Movie Podcast. My name is Anthony, and thank you all for listening to today's episode. Today's a very special episode because it marks our one-year anniversary doing the show. One it, year. Yeah. Crazy. I can't believe it's one year. Cinco. No, that's not the right. That, that's no. not Uno. 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 <laughs> That'd be five, Shay. Yeah, I just thought, you know, one day we'll get to five. Well, one day we're there. We're on the way. Yeah. These are we're your first steps. Way. And it's also our Oscar episode. So today is all about the 92nd Academy Awards. And there's some crazy surprises that happened at the Oscars, right? Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good show. Uh, but before uh, we get started, let's introduce my co-host. Our very own man from uncle, Daniel. Oh, hello. Oh. I'm the man from uncle, eh? Why is he the man from uncle? I don't know. I just picked the movie and I... Okay. I, thought were, I thought you were going to give his stats. Like, I want to introduce I got a host. name for you. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. Mr. Yeah. Lawrence of Arabia. Ah, okay. Racially ah. charged. Himself. Oh. Shay. Oh, hey, guys. Okay. How are you doing? Okay. Okay. Hi. You Hi. like that, eh? I, I'm trying to make my connect the dots to how we got here. I, I don't know yours yet. Yeah, yeah. Man from Uncle. Because I know that's, you know, obviously spy. Well, right. like, you, you know, spy? Like, Daniel's a big fan of Henry Cavill. I was hoping oh, that's where you're going okay. with yeah, it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not Superman, right? I'm not Superman? <laughs> no. No, clearly not. But you could be a spy for the Russians. Well, <laughs> I mean, and you did receive that one Russian... Um, yeah. What I did? Remember the Russian <laughs> submission that we had? Oh, yes. That was, that's how they, uh, that's how they that's uh, activated me, <laughs> <Yes>. actually. <laughs> I'm a sleeper agent. <laughs> that was my... Acti- when I translated it, <laughs> that's how they... <laughs> That's how they activated me. <laughs> your mission is go. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but what was your favorite sports movie? <laughs> That's how they get you. These uh, like Winter Soldier. <laughs> and then Shay got Lawrence of Arabia because Arabia, you know? Yeah. Uh, right, you know, uh, right. I don't know if you guys can see my skin through the podcast, but uh, it's brown. <laughs> also, my middle name is Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. And I once went Shay to... Shay Lawrence. Shay Lawrence. Shay Lawrence. Shay Lawrence. Um, I like Shay that Lawrence name. Market. Yeah. It's very Shay <laughs> Lawrence. Shay Lawrence. Oh, boy. Um, as always, you can catch a new episode of the Movie Podcast every Monday on all your favorite podcast services, as well as on YouTube, where you can see our beautiful faces. Yes, you can. Yes, yeah. you can. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter by searching This Time With. And if you want to be part of the show, you can send in your comments, suggestions, and corrections to thistimewith.com slash talk. You got it. So, well, it seems like you were going to say something. No, I was like, you got it. That's where you need to go. That's where you need That's to go. That's all I was going to say. And please review us, too. Yeah. It's also good to review our podcast. So yeah. We get up there and other people can listen. Yeah. On yeah. Apple Podcasts, go give us that five-star rating if you if you think we're worthy of it. And then write some nice comments. And if you think you're we'll not worthy of a five-star, before you submit your review, just go to thistimewith.com slash talk. Tell us why we're not five stars yet. Right. We'll tell you why you're wrong. And right. then you can go and submit the five stars. Yeah. And then we'll find a way to block the podcast. Or from block ever, your, yeah. yeah from get into your ears. To, you know? um, why don't we get started, guys? Let's start off with the news. <laughs> First order of business, Warner Brothers Pictures Group and HBO Max announce Watermax, the feature film production arm of the new streaming service. And this is from Warner Brothers Media Release. They went really creative with naming that company, by the way. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Wait, Warner Brothers, HBO Max. Warner Max. Dun, dun, yeah. dun, dun, I'm surprised it didn't say Warner HBO Max Max Plus. plus. Yeah. <laughs> um, the creation of Warner Max, a new film label that will serve as a feature production arm of HBO Max, was announced today by Anna Sarnoff, 
chair and CEO of Warner Brothers and Warner Media Entertainment and direct to consumer chairman Robert Greenblatt. The unique joint venture between one of Hollywood's most successful movie studios and its sister company, HBO Max, which launches in May, targets of 8 to 10 mid-budget movies per year and will ensure that the new platform has a steady stream of high-quality, high, highly cur- curated original films. Interesting. Yeah. It sounds like they're really, you know, with the way streaming, the streaming wars have been so far, I, everyone's trying to create content i think that's the biggest thing that they're trying to do and we've seen disney plus have a lot of success with not only having almost 30 million subscribers already in like three months with this which is insane but they're creating original shows and movies for their platforms too and i think that's how these um streaming services are going to survive is by creating new content because you can't just survive on your back catalog for too long because people will get bored of it right yeah. Um, but it's nice to see that they're committing to it at least. Do we know if there any um, original, like not original, but it's going to be original content, but any plots or stories that might be coming to this service? I feel like we've seen, we had some stories last year. I think Elizabeth Banks was working on a version of the Flintstones. And I think right. we saw some like Scooby-Doo stuff and um, other properties that are definitely being worked on. And I think we're going to come to a time where Warner Brothers is going to kind of evaluate saying, hey, should we do a full theater release with this or should we go direct to home with this right. and just let people watch it on their own terms? Yeah. It's an interesting, like, it's, it's crazy because it's so many different streaming services and now there's streaming services just for like movies, not TV. TV is going to be separate. Movies are going to, like, it's just, there's so much. It feels like it's, oversaturated with all these platforms. I don't right. even know which to pick anymore. The next like five years of TV and movies is going to be very interesting with the amount of streaming services and the, I guess, <clears throat> rise of watching at home and maybe the decline of theater. Who knows? Like Everything right now is in this weird place right. where theaters want to introduce... Um, like subscription services, like everything in the world now is going in the subscription service route that it's so hard to predict what's going to happen next. Uh, I'm not surprised that Warner is doing their own, you know, like, like a smaller studio. I would almost consider it like an indie studio in a way right, for right. their streaming service movies. But um, yeah. Like the Parasite, like the HBO Parasite. Yeah. Is that a TV? That's a TV series, right? That's going to be like a TV a series, I guess. Yeah, yeah. mini series. Yeah. And we had news that it was going to f- focus on like, the original family like and give it like expand on some moments from the movie and now today there was just a rumor that yeah. mark ruffalo is going to be in it he doesn't look korean no i don't think so <laughs> i don't think so well, last i checked he's not no i no. think can, can we look that up just to make sure he he's not korean okay he's not korean no um no, no. yeah so it's again like just like shay said the next five years is gonna be really interesting uh, the uh, every time a new streaming service comes out i feel like i keep seeing that like reuse like meme of like people used to complain about cable and this is how much it would cost to subscribe to all these subscription services but i mean at the the end of the day it's like you have a choice still right like you don't have to subscribe to the hundred of streaming services that are out there if you just want three or four and you want to cut cable you're still saving so much more money by doing that Mm -hmm. so like it's easy to show how much it is for all of them but no one's going to subscribe to all of them like i'm getting by right now easy with netflix disney plus and uh crave do you like, guys do you guys like your disney plus subscription yeah love it it's it's just it's just it's it's in the mindset for me where it's just like netflix where it's like i know it's there 
and I could just if I feel like watching something, I'll go mm-hmm. and watch it. I mean, it's been out for three months, so they're going to keep coming out with new shows. Like we were talking about the Winter Soldier show and all of that later this year. But if I want my back catalog of shows, it's there, and it's it's great for that. Mm-hmm. What about you, Shay? Yeah, I like my Disney Plus service, but I my gripes that are there. There's still some technical issues that appear once in a while, right? Which I guess you know through updates will happen. But the other thing is for me, um, not that many, not that much original content yet. But right. I get still so very early, new, right? so uh, it's it's totally fair. Um, but it's it's good to for the back catalog. Uh, this is the one time where I think backwards compatibility is great because I can go back and watch all my old stuff right. that I want to watch. Um, when I'm eating food, I'll put on some old, you know, maybe Recess or Lizzie McGuire or right. Proud Family. I'm still waiting on the Weekenders. Oh, Weekenders is my number one. I keep requesting it on their site of yeah. movies and shows to add. Yeah. Just add the Weekenders. So just you know, wait, waiting on that. So it's great that I have it. Plus, I'm not too upset about it because the price is so sweet. Yeah. That I'm not like I have no issues. So it's it's just it's eight ninety nine a month for Canadians. Yeah, six ninety nine for Can- Americans or eighty nine dollars for the year. Yeah, which yeah. is a steal. Like yeah. it's there for all of your shows. Just that's like it. one Disney Blu-ray if I think about it. Yeah. yeah, like I remember back in like 2012 when I bought Boy Meets World on DVD of all things in 2012 because mm. that's the only way you could watch those shows. The box set I got was like a hundred bucks for all of them. Easy. So it's like I have I've been going through Boy Meets World like the last couple weeks just watching it and i could watch it anywhere i don't have to like go watch on my phone my ipad my computer like doesn't yeah. matter and it's it's that convenience that's nice of it and that's what i love about streaming services so i'm hoping warner brothers will create content that will make us want to pay for it you know what i mean i mean i know it's a little different for us in canada because we're not outright getting hbo max yeah we're going to be getting that on crave but hopefully they'll not lock out content to us now yeah. which We'll talk a little bit about Harley Quinn later on in the show too, and, how and I know that they they also announced that they're working on a like a Friends reunion, right? Right. So that I think is pretty much a lock at this point. Right. I, it's not a scripted episode. It's a like a talk show kind of thing. That yeah, they're just doing. them reunited on stage. Yeah, and I think that will be ready for. Why do we want to see this? Because people it's watch it, man. Pull it. In are you it's kidding so me? weird? Like, I feel like anyone can do that. Like, right? Yeah, but they have never done it. How <laughs> much? How much are they paying them? Like three, three four, four million? million each? Yeah. yeah. What to and get these guys to talk about a show that, that finished fifteen years ago? Fifteen years ago, but not produce another show. They're just right. talking. It's like an Oprah episode, right? Yeah. But who knows? What if they announce at that reunion show we're doing ten episodes on HBO oh. Max? You know what I mean? Like, I'm so- why? Why have all of them join social media now? And pump, like this is going to yeah. launch the service. This reunion, I'm assuming, yeah. like that will get people to join. Like, I can't see them not announce something. Yeah, you know who knows. Yeah, cool. Um, let's move on to some sad news. Um, icon of Hollywood's golden age, Kirk Douglas, dies at 103. And this is from Mike Barnes from the Hollywood Reporter. Um, it is with tremendous sadness that my brothers and I announced that Kirk Douglas left us today at the age of 103. Son Michael Douglas wrote on his Instagram account, To the world, he was a legend, an actor from the golden age of movies who lived well into his golden years, a humanitarian whose commitment to justice and the cause he believed is set a standard for all of us to aspire to. The actors starred in such films as Champion, The Bad and the Beautiful, Lust for Life, Gunfight at the OK Corral, and Spartacus, to name just a few. Have you guys watched any Kirk Douglas films? 
Not really. Uh, yeah. Spartacus. I, I always was, remember Spartacus as yeah. the biggest yeah, one. I, Spartacus is like the only one, I think, in school, but... Really? You watched that in school? Maybe. I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea where I watched it, but it's also not <laughs> reminiscent to me. Uh, it's sad, for sure, but I, I, he wasn't an actor that I really grew up with. I knew of Kirk Douglas, but yeah, didn't have the connection from him. It's sad for the family and, you know, sad for Hollywood. It's he. He lived a but long 103? life. One hundred and three. One hundred and three. My God. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's a long life. Yeah. Um. And he's. I think he did. Has he won an Academy Award? Nominated for three Oscars. Never won. Oh, that sucks. That does suck. Brian Cranston did a movie where I forget. It's about like the blacklist in Hollywood, like like script writing, and Kirk Douglas. Like somebody played Kirk Douglas because Kirk oh, Douglas um, was like instrumental and in, like kind of. Breaking down that barrier for writers of the blacklist. I forget what what character Brian Cranston Hum- played. Humblo, uh, I think it's like oh, with an H. Yeah, because he was he was in a, he was nominated for an Oscar for it. I'm gonna. Yeah, that was a good year for him too. It was Power Rangers, right? <laughs> Trumbo. <laughs> Trumbo. That's Trumbo. It. I'm like Humblo. Uh, Humblo. Humblo. Yeah. Trumbo. Trumbo. And yeah, there's an actor who plays like Kirk Douglas in it because Kirk Douglas was. Like when you when you think back like to classic Hollywood, Kirk Douglas is that name, and it, like it's funny you see Michael Douglas. He's an older actor now too. He's in his seventies, mm-hmm. and it's like, damn, his dad still, yeah, was still around. He's still, he's still acting at certain points too, right? Because I know he had a stroke, and there's a lot of like problems with like his speech and stuff. But he still right. acted, and he was it. in a he was in an accident too in the early nineties as well. Yeah. Like, uh, but that's amazing. I mean, what a life and legacy to be leaving behind as well. So. You know, that's that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, Knives Out sequel officially a go as Lionsgate hints at franchise. Patrick Hypes from Deadline. So Lionsgate CEO uh, John Felthemeyer said during the company's third quarter earnings call that a sequel to Knives Out is officially a go, hinting that a production start for a follow-up to the money-making and critically acclaimed Ryan, uh, Ryan Johnson who done it is imminent. Johnson has been openly hinting he was keen to do a sequel to Knives Out, his contemporary spin on Agatha's, Agatha Christie's Esque murder mystery with Craig's private investiga- investigator, uh, Benoit Blanc, at the center of the tale. I still haven't seen Knives Out. You should watch it. But, uh, you should watch it. A lot of people are, you know, they're giving it amazing reviews. It's good that, you know, there's a sequel coming, so... It could be like a a franchise for uh, Lionsgate, yeah. In terms of a uh, uh, murder mysteries, which a lot of people love, like I, a lot of older people love their Midsummer Murders on PBS, so right? Like this the, is the a clue good, type, and yeah, yeah. It's great to see. Honestly, like I like I love Knives Out. Um, he premiered it here at TIFF as well too last year, so yeah. like a lot of praise as well. Um, I just like it just came out like on home release last week and I watched it over the weekend again as well too. It's just it's just such a fun movie to watch and it's it's so rewatchable as well. Um, it's funny because like uh, Shay and I were talking because like when the movie came out on iTunes like Ryan Johnson kept like hyping up like we have so much bonus features and like there's two commentaries and there's so much extra features that they put into it. And then when it came to iTunes in Canada, there was no bonus features. Right. So I literally, I tweeted at Ryan Johnson. And I'm like, Ryan, like, like basically like, what's the deal, man? Like, why is it in Canada? And he like, he was actually nice enough to reply to my tweets and being like, hey man, like 
did you update your iTunes? Is everything okay? I'm like, no. Is that, is that what he sounds like? That, that's what he sounds like, yeah. Hey, man. Hey, man. Um, hey, buddy. And then he, like, he was so nice. And then he, he like, we were kind of in, like, in a tweet exchange together. Then he, oh. like, ended up, like, apologizing. Hey, he's like, I'm so sorry. Keep me updated. Um, and then literally, not even lying, like, two hours later, the iTunes extras popped up on iTunes. Wow. So, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Daniel has that much power. Eh? I don't know if I was the catalyst. That power, eh? Because no other Lionsgate movie really have extras on iTunes. So, I don't know if it's I... did his research, eh? So, I, I was literally looking. I'm like, John Wick 3 doesn't have it. Like, there's other movies that don't have it. And two hours later, they were there. So, I don't know if Ryan was just like... He texted Mr. Lion himself and was like, listen, man, get these. Listen, Gates. Listen, get these on iTunes like Canada button. right now. It's a switch. You just have to. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yes. How did we forget? Like a guy eating a sandwich. Like, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> just switches it up. Um, but they ended up coming on iTunes afterwards. So, I tweeted so when you Ryan. saw it, did you go, I have the power to change extras but, on iTunes? I started glowing. I, I, I just, I was like. I was just like, why I'm wearing sunglasses. I, right now. I did that. <laughs> uh, or it could have just been iTunes and me like, oh yeah, maybe it's just coincidence. Took some time. <laughs> coincidence. But Let's shut this guy up. It was because the tweet- or maybe Daniel finally updated his iTunes. Maybe we don't even. Maybe know. all of iTunes. Right I bet off you my phone. he finally updated it. He finally. Yeah. Like, oh, I was on. Oh, I was on iTunes nine. Daniel, we're on twelve though. <laughs> but it's like that was eight years ago. Um, but yeah, it was fun. And honestly, I watched the document. It's like a two-hour making of this movie. Oh wow. And it's phenomenal. Like it's such phenomenal. a well-made, it's such a well-made documentary about the movie. And they go into all the little intricacies of like the shots, the cast, the murder mystery, and like how everything works. It's like if you love movies, it's such a good documentary to watch. And it's going to be one that I go back and rewatch because it's just there's there's certain bonus features that I always go back and rewatch, like Lord of the Rings, Iron Man, and this is going to be one of them because you could tell they took so much time to. Mm-hmm put this all together in a package it's so good it's so good cool yeah cool. and i have the power to change itunes so you have the power i got the power i got the power power, power. <laughs> <laughs> i think anthony was waiting for us to join in i was like i will never join in let's move on to box office Cha-ching! Uh, uh, did did Shay do it? Shay did, did it with his eyes. Shay did it with his eyes. But I wasn't sure if you guys would do it because you guys faked me last We're time. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah we uh, wait yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, wasn't yeah. paying attention. I yeah, think so you faked me on it last time. So I was like, <laughs> I won't do it this time. Maybe one week. Like it took us a while to get the news. So maybe yeah, the do do do. We was everywhere, you know. Yeah. But now we got it. We got yeah. it now. The ch- now it's almost there. aggressive. I think it is. People are like, oh shit, here's the news again. Turn it down. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Birds of Prey con- uh, continues Warner Brothers' troubling box office slump. And this is from Scott Mendelson of Forbes. DC Films will, su- will survive a soft opening for-, for Birds of Prey, but it continues a year-long slump for Warner Brothers. Despite strong reviews and decent buzz heading into the weekend, Birds of Prey only managed to open with $33 million domestically and $81 million worldwide in its theatrical debut. The 82 million picture could leg out over the next month, but being in a position of needing post-case scenario legs, it's not a good thing. It's a disappointment, but not yet a disaster. It's interesting. And also, it got a title change as well. Yeah, so they've changed Birds of Prey, um, The Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Look, the full title of this movie, it's... It's the birds. It's birds of prey, 
and the emancipation of one Harley Quinn. The Fantabulous? The Fantabulous Emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Yeah. So they just call the birds a prey. Jeez. (laughs) They cut all that out and then kept just birds a prey. I get what they were trying to go with it. I I totally get it. But it's too confident of a move for a character whose last film was hated by fans. Did well at the box office because obviously, you know, everyone's going to want to go see a superhero film like that. With Will Smith with and Will Jared Smith. Leto and Ben Affleck. And like, there were big names in it. There were big right? names in it. There was, you know, the Joker. Like, everyone wanted to see what was going to happen with that. But, yeah, you, you, you're too confident by calling it this name. Like, you should have just called it Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey from the beginning. That's right. going to draw in those people. 100%. 100%. Because you're burying the lead at that point. You're calling it Birds of Prey, which comic book people know. But also, like, it's not a known, it's not like a, a widely known series as, no. like, you know what I mean? And then you're burying Harley Quinn in there, and all the marketing for it, too, it, like, you, people know, like, yeah, that's Harley Quinn, that's Margot Robbie, but, like, is this tied to this universe still? Because the, the way, I think the DC films were in a, still a fragile state where them trying to get bold with the naming conventions doesn't work for them. You know what I mean? And for them to have to now change it, literally, it's on the theater websites already. It's just called Harley Quinn, colon, Birds of Prey. Um, this is four days after the movies come out. You know, like, that's that hurts to see. And, like, Warner Brothers has done this before with, like, Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat. Mm-hmm. They did that for the home release. So yep. now it's, like, it's, just, it's such a weird scenario. And I think the soft box office opening for this movie, it's not just tied to the movie. I think there were so many things going against this movie when it's coming out i think the r rating didn't help this movie either because it puts harley kind of has like an identity crisis where it's like harley quinn is a loved kids character like girls love harley quinn and teenagers love harley quinn like that's the most popular halloween costume i think we've seen like the last couple years but you're going to make a movie that's r-rated that locks them out from seeing it really you know what i mean like yeah she was never considered a an r-rated character when she was developed and they made her into an r-rated character because of i guess suicide squad's like i guess violent i think it was like their their answer to deadpool yeah because even the way she breaks a fourth wall and everything i feel like we'll get into our review of it later but like there's i think there's so many things going against this movie at the box office Mm -hmm. and Putting an R rating on there, I don't think helps at all. No, I don't think so either. No, uh, but yeah, we'll get into um, our review of Birds of Prey, the fantabulous emancipation, emancipation of, of the one Harley Quinn. Yeah, man, what a man. what a t- you can what say that, but you can't say the ending of the podcast. Eh? <laughs> no, well, I, I had help. I had help. <laughs> got him. Yeah, got, got. Okay, what if I just leave? What if I unplug this mic right now yeah. and what about jump your broken out the foot? What were your broken foot? <laughs> My bro- broken foot. Yeah. yeah, tell the audience about your foot right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I kind of hurt it. Yeah, like two hours ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you I doing got, again? Jig dancing. Was, I was the, the Irish jig. <laughs> I, was I think doing, he was a sea walking up my stairs. <laughs> Andy, he was doing, recording, he was doing Shakira's dance from. Uh, <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> He's like, oh, I can do this, guys. I'm like, no. Yeah, then you can. Yeah, and I started kicking uh, Daniel's walls in just yeah, to see I, if it, I don't. If I don't know why. Then. He shouldn't do that with a healthy foot. <laughs> but he's trying it with a broken one. So many holes in this wall. Hope the audio still sounds good. Yeah, though. I hope so. Yeah. Let's move on to trailers. Trailers. <laughs> <laughs> Try it again. Trailers. Wait, oh, why you're so high? You have to start lower, low. man. Trailers. 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 Yeah, you're okay. You're we'll work on that one. We'll work on that one. That was the first time we did progress. it. Really? We did. 
no, we, well, we, we did it before. a couple times. Yeah, not like the 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 ensemble of quartet trio. Like the, the trio, <laughs> the ensemble of quartet. That's that was that was the name of the what, Hardy Quinn movie. Win, uh, that was the Hardy Quinn movie. First of all, so this <laughs> week we got three new trailers: The Way Back, Spiral from the Book of Saw, and Radioactive. All right, let's start with the first one. The Way Back. The Way Back. So this is the uh, Ben Affleck, uh, I believe it's the spirited sequel to A Quiet Place 2. <laughs> this is Ben Affleck on a good day. Yeah. Oh, boy. Documentary. Uh, this is my life if yeah. I was a basketball player. Yeah, former childhood basketball player who's struggling with alcohol abuse and drugs, maybe. Mm-hmm. And now he's taking over a high school basketball team. And also battling his own demons. demons demons within him. We all have demons. We all have demons. That you know? was the tagline for the film, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> the way back. We all have demons. It's like, whoa. Uh, that's so intense. You just got to slam dunk your demon, okay? okay. You got to shoot your demons in the three-point line. So okay. it, it has like a, a Coach Carter vibe. Yeah. Right. But also... Um, Requiem for, for for a dream vibe as well. Oh, do you see that, really? Yeah. You know, the... The drugs part, the maybe. The drugs and yeah, the yeah. alcohol... Interesting. Yeah, it I, looks weird. Whenever I see this trailer, I'm like, this is a Netflix show, right? Do it you guys, looks very Do you guys feel it? Like, it's like a Netflix show, but it's not? Uh, it, it feels like a very, like... Like, it's coming out in March. I'm like, it feels like a March movie. It feels like something that they would just, like, sneak in there. Just like, let's just get this Well, it's out. March like, Madness, right? right? So it makes sense. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, it's a weird movie because, like, like, I want it to be good, obviously. But it's like, it feels more like... Oscar like Oscar-y bait, bait type because it's like a dramatic performance from Ben Affleck and you right. would, and then it's so early in the year so, but I guess they want to release it with March Madness, I feel like probably. they filmed this a long time ago probably yeah. yeah but there's also just something about Ben Affleck and his like when he talks about basketball in the movie that it made me laugh more than it should have yeah yeah like when he'd be like listen the reason why you're doing so well or the reason why you're doing so bad is because your, your three point game's off and I'm like God. That doesn't. That I can't imagine Ben Affleck playing basketball <laughs> or talking about basketball. And like, when I, I hear him talking about baseball, him. right? Because yeah, like, baseball like, or football or hockey. Like, yeah, like white know? guy sports. Yeah, yeah. But basketball, he's just kind of like beast tall. That's why. Yeah, I guess. But, but like white people play basketball. Yeah, Larry Bird. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying they don't play basketball. I'm just saying that he feels like the wrong person to play basketball. Who would be the right person? Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> For Coach Carter, Man, too. He's my favorite white no, actor like, as well. <laughs> <laughs> who would be the right person other than Samuel Jackson? Like, someone who has not someone done that seems a, a bit more film. athletic. Could you, could you imagine, like, Adam athletic. Driver doing this role and just being so aggressive oh with the kids? Oh, my gosh. That'd be wicked. <laughs> I wish you were dead. Oh, Every time God. you go to the three-point line, I wish you were dead. <laughs> oh, He breaks yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah, but I love Ben. I just I, I hope it's a good movie. It just looks, yeah. it's going to be heavy and yeah, sad. And, you know, maybe it'll cry. Yeah. Um, Spiral from the Book of Saw. This this trailer looked really really interesting and um, enti- like it enticed me to go watch it. Like it was it was probably my trailer of the week. Yeah. Um, we haven't done a trailer of the week for a very long time, but we haven't had really like a lot of trailers. Yeah, because last week's tra- the Super Bowl trailers were all like TV spots, so yeah. that we we've have already a TV seen spot of the week. Yeah. 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 But this trailer, um, Spiral, starring Chris Rock and yeah. Samuel L. Jackson, is the retelling of the original. Uh, Saw film. I, from what I understand, I think it's meant to be a sequel to oh. all of them, except for Jigsaw. From what I've been hearing, I don't know. Okay, oh, okay. I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. So from yeah. what I've been hearing is that those movies have happened minus Jigsaw, and now it's like 
something is back again to continue on the story. Um, what I liked most about this was actually the poster. The poster I, I really liked. It was really yeah. cool looking. Uh, it was eerie. It had this A24 kind of vibe to it. Right. It looks like an A24 poster, but it also like... Again, I love how beautiful the poster is, but I don't think... When I think of a Saw movie... I don't think of that poster. But that's that's the thing. I think that the direction is meant to be so right. drastically different. Um, but I hope it just doesn't hurt the movie. No, because I think the name too is a is a it's a weird name. It's that a I very weird. That name. I don't think people are going to put two and two together. But the yeah, thing about know? the Saw films is that they're made for such low budgets. They always come out on top. Oh, for sure. So for sure. This time you have Sam L. Jackson and Chris Rock on it too. Right. That might. Pull it in. Plus, it looks so different that it looks mature and smart. Right. Way. Yeah. It looks like Chris Walk- Rock was like, I love the movie Seven. Yeah. Let me make a, a Seven type yeah. movie. Plus, all shot in Toronto. So that yeah. kind of gets more respect. I mean, they're all shot in Toronto, all the Saw films. Um, but yeah, it looked cool. I, I, I like the Saw franchise. When I say that, I mean like the first one really. And then the rest were just like, oh, okay, let's just see what kind of happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna see it. I'm I'm curious about yeah, it. Yeah, like sure. it enticed me. When I saw it, I'm like, wow, this is such a different take on Saw. Yeah. Um, the performances right now look okay, look good. Like it, right. they don't look, it doesn't look cheesy or anything like that. Right. It has a seven vibe, so it has this grittiness, cop like war. Like it feels like it's a hot freaking month there that yeah. they have to like, yeah. solve this murder. Um, and what what was that line Samuel L. Jackson says at the end? I've had of these motherfucking saws in this motherfucking plane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what one of those says. Uh, I think that was it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. bold move for them. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I've only ever seen the first two Saw movies. I again, like, I like them, but I don't really have a any type of real connection connection yeah. to them. Uh, I hope this movie does well because, like, it reminds me a lot of the Halloween Danny McBride. Like retelling, I, retelling yeah. of it, yeah. and again, because I don't have such a connection to Saw, maybe this movie will get me excited about like that series, or at least get me interested from this point on. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I'm just, just from a, we're coming off of the Harley Quinn naming thing. Like, I'm just curious how, like, this seems like too long of a title for what this movie is. Like, Spiral from the Book of Saw. Like, it just sounds. It just sounds weird to me. It's like a yeah, like a verse. Yeah, like Bible. calling it the spiral or calling it from the book of saw, like that. Just, yeah, spiral would have been better. You know, I mean, you had the spiral of of saws, right? That logo on its face. Yeah, as like an indicator next to the word spiral that this is a saw film. Right. It's interesting. Interesting. The director that's coming coming for it is the one who did two, three, and four. So that's right. that's. To me, that was pretty interesting because... Do you think they should have gone someone else to do it? No. Uh, I mean, like, it was really after 2, 3, and 4, where the, or around 4, where the franchise took such really weird turns and went down some depths that were bizarre. Right, right, like, right. Like, the first one is very much a student film, you know, James Wan and Lee Wannell and all these guys kind of making this movie. Um, but... Then with two, three, and four, it tried to find some footing or try to become a franchise. And some hits, some misses, some great moments, though. Right. But then after that, it really went into the shitter. So it's kind of nice, I guess, that he's back because maybe he'll reinvigorate with that old mentality. Yeah. And like, also, he was basing those three films from a formula and a style that was set in the first movie. 
Cool. Yeah. Like uh, Justin Lin coming back for uh, Fast Nine. F Nine. F Nine. F Nine. F Nine. F Nine. F Nine. She forgot about that film. Really? We yeah. can play the trailer again if you want. Definitely not. Um, Spiral's coming out from Lionsgate, so yep. if it doesn't have iTunes extras, let me know, guys. Yeah, <laughs> you I got will you. send that tweet out. Let me know. But it's also a May film. Interesting. Yeah, May. They always 15. do. They always do October. Who's competing with it? Black Widow and Fast and the Furious. Oh, it's wow. coming out right in between them. Which again, it's like wait. So why? Black Widow's coming out first. Yeah, Black first Widow first week of May. Yeah, first then, week of May. Then Saw. So it has two weeks to its own. Black Widow. Yeah, and then you have Saw, and then you have Nine coming out afterwards. Wow. So again, that was that was the other thing that Shane and I were discussing. I'm like, yeah, it's like a horror movie coming out in May is. It's a weird time to come out, man. Like that's people are are choosing what movies to go see in the theater that month, and they're going to go see Black Widow. They're going to go see Fast and the Furious. I don't know if they're going to be getting people going in to see this in the middle in the middle of May. Yeah, we'll see if there's more trailers that you know excite the audience. I hope so because like uh, you wanted to do well, right? Um, and our last trailer is Radioactive. I don't think I watched this trailer. I have not watched. This I trailer saw either. the first trailer that came out for it. This is Rosamund Pike playing Marie Curie. I want to say that her name is. I th- I think that's who she is. Curie. Who's who's that person? Uh, who's this? She's a scientist. Ah, someone's yelling at their a monkey day. scientist. Not a monkey scientist. No. Oh. What's a monkey scientist? <laughs> Jane Goodall. Like a scientist that like experiments on monkeys. Yeah, maybe she is. Let me tell you exactly what this movie's about. Just so we could... Uh, <laughs> so people can stop yelling at us? <laughs> like, God damn it, you don't know who Marie Curie is? Uh, the scientific and romantic passions of Mary Curie and her husband, Pierre Curie, and their reverberations of their discoveries throughout the 20th century. Yes. Yeah, that's going to be a pass. That came out at TIFF last year. And oh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a definite out- no for me. Oh, this year, late. Wow. Hey, did did that? Did current current war ever come out? It did. Current war, the director's cut or whatever yeah, it was yeah. called. Yeah, it Man. did come out, but you still can't really watch it anywhere. <laughs> so weird. It's, it's like so weird. Here's a trailer for current war, um, and that's it. Also, Never opening even... up on the fifteenth, though. Just going back to Spiral, Scoob, the Scooby Doo movie. Damn. And Woman in the Window, which is the Amy Adams. Oh, that oh. Anthony can't wait for. Yeah. That's another kind of horror thriller. Right. Like psychological thriller. Psychological so thriller. So literally, it's opening up against two pretty big movies. Yeah. yeah one yeah. backed by Disney and one backed by Warner Brothers. Weird. Really weird. I don't know why they're doing it in May. I don't, right? don't get it. Like, what's the rush? You know? Yeah. And then yeah. it's next week, the week after, May 22nd, it's F9, Fast and the Furious 9. And SpongeBob. So, like, I, I just don't understand what yeah. their what their like what their goal is for the release of this movie. Yeah, they got to be realistic with these release dates. You know like, what I mean? Like, Lionsgate's like we got a winner on our hands. I know? guess they don't have like they they need to release it, so it just doesn't sit on the shelves. So the sooner they can release it, the sooner they can gain money from it. Because how much do you think Spiral costs them to make? Probably like ten to fifteen. Fifty, yeah. Like the actors are not huge stars, so they're not asking for a lot of money. Shot in Toronto, I don't even think there's any special effects other than maybe some gore. So if it can bank in in a weekend 30 mil, it's yeah. already profitable. Like all the all the Saw films were literally made for, yeah. yeah. And people 10, haven't seen a Saw film for a really long time. That hasn't been that long. Jigsaw came out, what, two, three years ago? 
Yeah, but like it didn't do well. It didn't right. do well. But th- this is like again, you have Chris Rock in it, so maybe it brings in an audience. Yeah, and you know it is a reimagining, so that could bring in a good week's worth of money. It could, yeah. It just it just has big competition around it. So hopefully, hopefully it finds its audience, and hopefully they'll go see it because, like again, it's it's riding the coattails of some major movies in yeah. May. So yeah. we shall um, see. Let's go to Out This Week. So Out This Week, we got Downhill, Sonic the Hedgehog, Olympic Dreams, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, and The Photograph. Yeah. So some some, some, some movies out some this movies, week. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, who do you think is going to win this week? Sonic? Sonic. You think because of all the bad publicity it gained and the, the, the trending on social media, you think it actually is going to help this movie make money yes yes because kids are going to go see this movie for sure yeah. yeah yeah this movie kids haven't had a movie that's come out in what a few weeks now it's yeah. pretty much in star wars i guess you could say right yeah yeah because january was a quiet month for movies not a lot of kids movies come out then we started to see them more in february do you think birds of prey does not come in first this weekend coming so it made 33 million yeah i don't think so unless some unless somehow this week the hype train builds up for it again through some positive word of mouth, um, then yeah, sure it could. But I really can see Sonic speeding past it. Damn. No How much do you intended. think? Like, what, what would you guess? I don't think Sonic's process? gonna make a lot. I I would say maybe forty five, and that's that's me really going high there. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's a that's lot. That's a good amount. That's a, like, that's a good amount. I, like, of that's money. me being like, oh my god, this could be crazy. But really, I can see it doing it in the thirties. Yeah, I would say 30s. 33 too. 33 would be yeah. the sweet spot, I would think. Yeah, but do you think it will unseat Birds of Prey then, I, I guess? I think it could. Yeah. yeah, 100%. But that's the thing. I hope it doesn't because I really want Birds of Prey to do well. I want it to do well, too. I want it to do well. It's just... Uh, well, yeah, we're going to get into our review. We're going to get there. We're going to yeah, get to, Keep, to review. If you haven't relaxed yet, we're going to get to a review, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's move on to what we're watching. Daniel, let's start off with uh, you. Should we uh, should we go through everything else and then talk about Birds of Prey? Yeah, let's okay. Do that. Uh, so as I mentioned earlier, I've been making my way through downtown, making my way downtown. Boy Meets Worlds. Uh, watch Captain America: The First Avenger this week as well too. Watch Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is back this week as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Knives Out as well. The two shows that I watched this week that I really want to focus on: uh, the Harley Quinn TV show which is absolutely phenomenal. So I watched most of it over the Christmas break when we were off, uh, but they had new episodes coming out in January, so I caught up to those, and what a phenomenal show. And that show has such a hard R rating. It's exclusive to DC Universe right now, if you're in the States. There are other ways of watching it if you're outside the States. Um, But what a phenomenal show. What a such a good interpretation of harley and all the other characters in the dc comics worlds um shay i know you're watching it too just hilarious i i can't say any more good things about this show because it is for me right now literally it's a 10 oh phenomenal it is so funny it is my kind of humor it reminded me a lot of actually another show on netflix that you can watch called mike tyson's mysteries Mm -hmm. Uh, very very similar where they take a character that you know you're familiar with but give them such a freaking like 
punch. Yeah, and the jolt of the jolt of energy, the comedy, the direction they take. Every character is so enjoyable. Like you want to see all the characters have such equal screen time, and they typically do. But then sometimes you're like, no, I want to see more of this. I want to see more of that. And you never want the show to end. It's such an easy and fun watch. Yeah. And I was so surprised by it. I remember you telling me that you enjoyed it the other day. I saw it uh, on TV, and I was like, oh, let me give it a watch on this machine that I own, <laughs> uh, Android box. And uh, first episode, fell in love. Yeah. And then you sent me the rest, and I was like. Oh my god! I can't wait to finish a show. It's it's a show that like it will take such C and D level villains mm-hmm. and just make them so funny. The th- and the things that they do to like the heroes that you know as well. Like you see like Robin in the show. Oh, yeah. You see like Bane in the show. Oh my god! And Batman, like, Superman, Batman, Superman. Like you see these characters. They're not major presences, but like the way they interact with Harley, it's just it's just so funny. And uh, Kaylee Kuko does the voice of Harley. Oh, yeah. And she's so good, and her and her friendship with Poison Ivy, it's like, if you ever want to see these characters interact in movies, like, they got to look at this show as a template of how to make it work. And it's it's the kind of humor of today, like, it's that adult humor that's really funny. Really fast. Super self-aware. Just... Yeah, you blink and you miss the kind of humor. It's yeah, and it's very R rated. Very, very hard. Like R. swearing, not only just the swearing, but like just the, the violence the as well. Just too. the themes of it. Like there's so much sexual content. Yeah, there too. it's it's a phenomenal show. It's definitely one to watch. Yeah. Um, the other show that came out this week that I absolutely adored, uh, Mythic Quests, Ravens Banquet, R- Ravens Banquet. So this is coming from Rob McElhaney and Charlie Day, the creators of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an Apple TV show, Apple TV Plus show, and it's about this game studio who's creating this game, Mythic Quest, and just kind of like the side of what the developers are, go through when creating, a, not just creating the game, but adding to the game and making this sustainable uh, place for people to come play and enjoy and kind of having to deal with not just like your coworkers, because it's very much a workplace comedy, but the everything else that comes with making a game like the players engaging with it the online communities dealing with like everything that comes along with making a game and the compromises you have to go as a developer to make it and uh i can't say enough good things about the show because again it's just it's just such fun and clever writing it's very reminiscent of always sunny in philadelphia but it has that modern take of a video game industry um and i'm loving it i'm absolutely loving it I also have been watching Mythic Quest as well, and couldn't agree more. I think I'm on uh, episode eight now. Oh yeah, so I'm I'm almost done, and yeah, it's so funny, so enjoyable. It reminds me a lot of Silicon Valley. Yeah, you know, it's exactly very, that. Very very similar, um, but just in a video game environment. And video games right now are not saying they were ever gone from you know the, the media stream, but they're becoming a lot more visible. Right. So this is kind of helping with that. And and I think exactly what you're saying like because video games are such a established entity in I guess our worlds, you don't always think about the people that make them. So like when you're seeing like we've seen shows like Entourage where like they're talking about like actors in the acting world and like Silicon Valley with like developers, this is very much on the gaming side and it's just it's cool to see what like developers go through and what they want to create and the egos that come with that. And I think like Rob McElhaney, he's the main guy. He plays Ian in the show. His name's Ian, not Ian, Ian. Um, And every character is like likable and they have their own personality. And a lot of the times with shows with a big ensemble cast, like there's a lot of characters that like you don't really care about, but 
every storyline in the show i was like i oh what's going on with them now what's going on with them and like you just it's very like binge worthy so like i'm surprised that and i'm happy that apple kind of gave it to us all in one shot but also i wish that i had to i wish i had something to look forward to every week because i just burned through it and i think how long are the episodes about 30 minutes each um and there's nine episodes and what it does so well too is there's an episode i won't spoil it it's called a dark quiet death and it it has like this trend where a lot of shows kind of will do an episode that's within the same world but it's kind of outside the storyline of what's happening you know we saw Watchmen do it righteous gemstones Gemstones. um a lot of shows have done that and like you kind of see how it ties into the show and everything and it's just again can't say enough good things about it so we've had some uh really great shows to start off 2020 oh yeah. yeah 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 Yeah, I'll let uh, I'll pass the torch to Shay. Okay, sounds yeah. good. Um, also, Harley Quinn and um, yeah, Mythic Quest, like I already said, I watched uh, Inception again because why not? It's such a great film. Yes. Uh, I don't know why, but I was really in the mood for the Wolverine. I really enjoyed that film. Did you, you watch know? it on Disney Plus? Yes, I did because I wanted it in 4K. That was the first was it 4K. No. Yeah, yeah it's, it's on 4K. That's the um, first, first, ja- first James Mangold. Yeah, and I mean, guess the movie has some issues, primarily in the third act, but the first 75% of the film, I think, are is amazing. It's really cool, really well done. And I just love the Japanese aesthetic that the film kind of creates. And sure. one of the best movie posters for a film, I think, Oh, in, man, that, that, forever. that ink drop uh, silhouette of Yeah, like Wolverine. this like, almost like charcoal yeah. style drawing yeah. yeah it's it's phenomenal very lovable characters and i just love it um and uh i rewatched midsummer again the mm-hmm. other night uh made my friends see it because they they hadn't seen it and um i liked it a lot more my second viewing now I, really it's it's a movie where when i was watching it i kept looking at it and going oh wait that right there oh that connects to this oh my god this is gonna play into what's gonna happen next um and i just Kept doing more research about it after. It's a really messed up film, again, everyone tells me. And But there's just... The fact that it was snubbed for at least cinematography is, is mind-blowing. Granted, 1917 deserved it. This should have still at least been nominated because it has some amazing cinematography. Right. I mean, A24 in general, like the studio A24, we, we've spoken a bunch on the show. The amount of amazing content they put out last year and to only have one... Representate one film being represented at the Oscars this year is crazy. So I don't know where the disconnect was between them campaigning or the Academy not wanting. I don't know. But no. again, Midsummer's on my list. I got to watch it. Yeah. Um, I'm down. I'm down to watch it. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. And okay, Florence stop. Pugh. We'll, we'll watch it together. Yeah. Oh, what? I thought you hated it, though. I didn't hate it. No? Yeah, watch I just it with us. Maybe you like it more. It wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh, you, you know. didn't drink the tea in the movie. Do we have listeners in Sweden? We might. What do you have to say to them? You guys got problems. <laughs> I'm never going to Ikea again. No, I'm not. And I'm not eating your 99 cent hot dogs. No. They're so good, though. Yeah. And even their meatballs are great, too. Oh, yeah. They're turkey. Yeah? They're uh, Swedish meatballs. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, well, they're just called meatballs. Damn. <laughs> All um, right. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, what did you watch? I watched Little this week. Sorry, guys. Um, that's okay. Continue watching Band of Brothers. Such yeah. a phenomenal show. Like, man, it's like saving part right. Every episode. Every, every episode. <laughs> yeah. Even better at times. And the new Pope. Enjoying it so you're still... Uh, yeah, now it? he, uh, John Malkovich, has become the Pope. The Pope? Nice. Yeah. Did There's you watch... Episode, uh, uh, tonight. Did you watch The Outsider yet? 
No, I didn't because of the Oscars. Because the Oscars, was, yeah, I got to watch it, it too. too late. Um, um, but yeah, I want to watch it tonight or tomorrow. I tried to watch uh, McMillions last week. McMillions. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's, it's, it's an HBO doc- It's yeah. a documentary. How was it? I watched the first 25 minutes. I was like, there's a lot of just people talking right now. So it wasn't like really gauging my interest too much. So I ha- I want to go back to it maybe, but... I couldn't finish the trailer. Yeah. I, just, uh, I tried watching the trailer because I was like, oh, this looks going to be cool. And the trailer was just people just talking nonstop. Yeah. I was like... This seems so boring, and I just avoided it. Yeah, so I I tried the first episode, and I'm like, this I can't I can't get into this yeah, too much. Couldn't, so. could, I couldn't get in the trailer, so I'm like, well, this can't sell to me. I don't think the show will. Let's get into our review. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Shay just took a really dramatic I, sip of water. I watched Shay drink this water bottle. You guys like, were both staring at me, and I was saying nothing. Yeah, because we were just like the way you drank that water. What bottle, do you think, Shay? <laughs> Okay, yeah, let's talk. Give us give a review of Birds of Prey. Yeah, we can call it Birds of Prey now because now they changed the title to Birds of Prey. So yeah, or Harley yeah. Quinn colon Birds of Prey. Harley Quinn has a colon and, and inside of it are birds <laughs> there of prey. are birds that are preying on her. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get into our review. So Birds of Prey is a sequel to Suicide Squad in ways where it's not direct. It it definitely references. There's maybe a couple of scenes where they tie it in. But overall, it focuses on the character of Harley Quinn. She's broken up with the Joker. We're going to assume that it's Jared Leto's Joker. And now she's kind of making her own way. But in this way, she kind of crosses paths with Black Mask. Now, Black Mask is played by Ewan McGregor. Yeah. And he, you know, he's eccentric. He's really rich. He's a big mafia crime boss. Kind of owns a lot of stuff. Owns a nightclub. Owns a nightclub. Yeah. And Harley Quinn is basically now entangled in this tale of getting back this diamond. So, in that process, there's a lot of other stories kind of going around. And they all kind of tie together with the birds of prey. There's a cop played by Rosie Perez who, you know, you know, doesn't get her due. Yeah, Renee Montoya. Renee Montoya, yeah. she doesn't get her due. So she now wants to kind of be involved here. She wants to arrest these people. Then you have Huntress and uh, Black Canary. Yep. And then you have this girl named... It's a great question. Yeah, which I can find out for yeah. you. But yeah, she is also entangled in this as well. She's a little girl. Um, there's a lot Sandra, of uh, sorry, Cassandra Kane. Cassandra Kane. Cassandra yeah. Kane. That's, yeah, that's her, her name. name. There's a lot of different storylines going on through here. And there's a lot of different... Going back in time, like that kind of classic, like almost like mob cop movie where it's like, right. you're probably wondering how I got here. It literally should well, I got to go back though. to the very beginning. Yes. It's, like, it's kind of like very much like in that vein. So it's very self-aware in that respect. Um, and then you have all these characters who are all kind of their own stories and you kind of see how they really connect. They don't really become like their storylines don't really converge until towards the very end of mm-hmm. the movie. Um, but yeah, this is very much a Harley Quinn focused movie. Like she's very much the protagonist throughout all of this. And basically it all starts coming undone, um, because it's announced that the Joker and her are through. And now that she doesn't have the protection of the Joker, who was like, as we saw in suicide squad, a giant mob gangster persona in the world that nobody messes with. She doesn't have that protection anymore. So that's when all these kind of gangs and people that she's crossed in the path past start coming after her now right um what did you think of this movie anthony i the biggest positive thing i can say about this film is margot robbie plays harley quinn fantastic yeah her performance as as harley quinn is exceptionally it's just amazing it's like this role is made for her 
Um, my biggest gripe is the story and the production of this of this movie feels like something I would have seen on uh, Warner Brothers, like a, a TV show, like a WB, mm-hmm. like a CW show. A CW show. It just didn't feel like a movie that takes place in Gotham. It, like, even the set designs at certain points felt like. This is not Gotham. This is a New small, new, not even New York. Sometimes it felt New like Jersey, a, actually. New Jersey, or at certain points in the day, it felt like LA yeah. because of where she was staying. At. It just it didn't give me this bigger Worlds? world. Right. It was very yeah. small. And even Black Mask's character, who owns this nightclub, even where he lived in this night, it just didn't it didn't suit the per, like the the. The production person, design, yeah. The character who Black Mask is. Right. Um, so that was my biggest gripe. I just didn't get entangled in that world where, man, this is this is taking place in Gotham. Batman is like somewhere in this environment. Right. Um, I felt like they spent a lot of money on one scene and then everything else kind of went to like a cheaper we'll say value in terms of the of the this of the movie. And okay. you know that scene. It's yeah, the, yeah. the explosion scene. But overall, it was an interesting story. I'm not saying I'm not gonna be like this was an awful story. It's not Suicide Squad or Justice League. It has some of it has some positive positive um, plots or positive points of the in the plot. But it just didn't do much. Did do much too much? For no, you. like um, it was. Like I didn't gain anything from it. I got you. It was like a middle middle movie. Like yeah, it's like a middle tier be- movie between Suicide Squad and the new Suicide Squad. It's that like just bridge, that right. awkward place, and it was so awkward. Yeah, it, and I and I get where you're coming from. Uh, I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than you did, um, but I, everything you're saying, I totally understand, and I, and I saw that as well too. Um, I think like earlier in the episode. Uh, of the movie podcast uh, episode forty five, which you can listen to on what the movie podcast will take you there. What uh, we talk about the box office and kind of what went wrong, why this movie didn't perform as well um, as it should have or could have with Harley Brand. Sorry, with Harley's brand being known, um, I think the Birds of Prey themselves don't really get a lot of time to shine in this movie because this is very much a Harley vehicle throughout the entire thing and almost like an art housey type look at Harley Quinn, which I wish they went full throttle with Harley being weirder and kind of, they had that moment where you kind of see what's going on inside her head where you see from the trailer with like the dancing scene, which is yeah. very like La Vion Rose type thing. But it's very like Marilyn Monroe, you know, diamonds yeah. are forever, you know, thing. Girl's um, best friend. Girl's best friend. Yeah. So it. like yeah. you, it's very much in that vein, but I think I just, it comes down to like where DC is right now, where it's like, is this in the world of justice league? Does Batman, is Batman still here? Like if all this is going on, you would think Batman's involved somehow. And obviously you don't always think like that in the comic books, but this movie felt very, sectioned off from the rest of the world i loved ian mcgregor as black mask i wanted to see more of him because i loved how unpredictable he was mm-hmm. um we're not getting into spoilers of what happens uh with like right. the rest of the, yeah, yeah, the characters yeah. in the movie well, no, yeah but, his performance was uh, was great yeah love seeing him love seeing like Z- victor zaz in the movie too um but again like i just wanted to see more because every time i think it was starting to focus on them it turned away and we started learning about another one of the birds of prey, which right. I don't think any of them really got enough time to get fully fleshed mm. out. But I really love the Harley Quinn and 
Cassandra. Is it Cassandra? Cassandra Kane, yeah. Cassandra Kane, their relationship with each other. I like that. And and I think this movie took a lot of inspiration from Deadpool. Yeah. As well, too, in that respect, where yeah. like it breaks the fourth wall a lot. It's that escort mission with the younger kid where everybody's trying to get to them. Like it has a lot of those similar uh, tropes to yeah. it. Yeah. Well, uh, my opinion is in the film, uh, again, I I enjoyed it. I guess my, my gripes with it are that I never felt comfortable in the film until pretty much the final act of this movie. Right. Because I never knew what tone it was setting into, what storyline we were on yet. And because it kept jumping back and forth so much, I just kind of wanted to f- sit down and watch it. And I guess maybe that's... You know the point of the film that it's meant to be this manic persona and it's going back and forth and going everywhere but it didn't help me concentrate or, or at least settle into these characters yet the fact that yes gotham didn't look that great either it was this weird new jersey-esque type place yeah it felt very disconnected and it felt like they weren't there at all right and yeah you're in this world rosie prez is the cop is an interesting choice i think she did a great job yeah. Very random, though, I yeah, thought. Yeah, very random. Well. Right. I was like, wow, oh, I've never seen her since uh, Pineapple Express, is what I thought. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It's very true. But so, I like I like the casting of all the other but I, but the thing is, as well, too. I like the casting. Everyone worked. Everyone fed off each other. I wish we saw more of Huntress because she seemed funny and really yeah. clueless. Kind of like this Drax kind of character. Yeah. really. I really liked uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, I liked uh, Journey Smollett-Bell. You yeah. know, she was great as, um, as Black Canary. Yeah. I... Don't know if we're gonna get a sequel, but I hope we do because I think there's more to kind of go with the story. I think we just need a little bit more focus, right? And I would love to see Kathy Ann come back as well, right? Of course, because yeah. I think she has an eye for this film. Definitely, yeah. She has some love for this film, but it just needs some focus. It needs a better title as well. Better title. And it needs a story that at least connects the connective tissue with this world right you need sometimes you need batman you sometimes do need a joker yeah but the fact that these characters are not were mentioned but not shown it felt a lot of teasing was happening right and i think at the end of the day too like this movie is a it's a hard r mm-hmm. but there wasn't any there wasn't too many moments where i went whoa like it didn't that's, justify the r. you know what i mean like i think this movie could have easily been pg-13 and save that one F-bomb for a moment that means it, when she says, I'm Harley freaking Quinn. I yeah. Save it for there. Like, yeah. the fact that it was R-rated, it did uh, cut off a lot of younger people from watching the movie because exactly. there was one, like, the name is, I think, throwing oh. people off. And the rating as well, too. Like, Harley Quinn tends yeah. to look at a younger crowd. Yeah. Look at, Like, the younger audience is what made Suicide Squad such a success. And this movie tried to emulate a lot of that, even with releasing its own music album. But I don't think it really got the full landing. But again, yeah. I still have love for these characters. And I still also end up buying it down the road. But I don't think it's not going to be like a day one buy or anything for me. Mm. But um, shall we give our, our review each go around and give our final ranking of this movie? Yeah, I'll start off. Yeah. Um, I'll start off uh, stream it. That's my uh, my review for Birds of Prey. And the one, fan, the one, the emancipation of one. And oh, the fantabulous emancipation, emancipation of, of one, one Harley Quinn. That's it. Damn, that's a long title. Yeah. Uh, yeah, same with Anthony. I will also give uh, Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Uh, stream it. Yeah. And I will also give Harley uh, Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn a stream it as well. Yeah. So there you go, guys. That is our three streamits. <laughs> three streamits. Three streaming services. <laughs> you can watch it on. So why don't we get into our topic of the show? 
Let's the do it. The 92nd Academy Awards. What a show. What a surprising night. Surprising night. Surprise. I couldn't even... If you were to like guess at who was going to win what, man, I was at the bottom of that list. Yeah, I was at the top of the list. Yeah, you were. Yeah, Shay you did were. come out. So we did, have our, we did have our prediction ballot last week. Shay ended the night off with 17 correct predictions. Correct. Uh, I ended with 14. Yeah. And Anthony ended with 13. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were, you know, there were some key key moments that we went, we wanted to zig, but the Oscars zagged. Um, yeah. A lot of non-surprises as well. I think Joaquin Phoenix winning Best Actor, Renee Zellweger winning Best of Actor, a Female Actress. Female act- uh, um, Laura Dern uh, winning Supporting. Yeah. And, and Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt winning um Supporting actor. actor Those were kind of locked throughout every single uh, award show that we had already since January. Uh, So no surprises there. Aside from the best picture, which we'll talk about, what is what are some other surprises for the night for you guys? Um, Go ahead. Yeah, I'll start with the animated. Yeah, because Toy Story four winning uh, best animated movie was. A surprise because it wasn't winning any of the awards. Right. I wanted it to win, and I wanted like I I thought that was probably the best animated film of the year. Yeah. Uh, even though it was like a a film that wasn't needed, it was still a great story and it yeah. was fantastically animated. Um, I was surprised that it won. Yeah, I I'm, was. Yeah, I was going for the shocker. I'm like, oh, claws or or, or missing link, missing link. These. Yeah. And no, they went with it, and I was just really happy for the, that um, that uh, that movie because it went through production hell for a yeah. bit. Um, and they, they probably make Toy Story five now. That they want. Who that knows, Oscar. man? They they 100%. probably can. Uh, it's funny because yeah, we saw it was uh, Jonas Rivera or Jonas Rivera, Jonas Rivera. Um, who was one of the producers on it, who Shay and I met when we were at TIFF a few years ago when they were showing up there. Um, yeah, I was. I totally. I wanted Toy Story four to win, so I was so happy. But on our predictions, I'm like, I'm gonna choose. I think I chose Missing Link. Yeah. Because that's what was surprisingly winning at other award shows. So I'm. Ho- I'm glad that was one I was really happy to be wrong with. Yeah. Um, Shay, what was your biggest surprise of yesterday? Um, one that I was sure had a lock on was uh, Lion King for visual effects. 100%. And Crazy. when I heard 1917 win, I was very... I did the same face that Martin Scorsese did when Eminem was on stage. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? 1917? Love 1917. I can't say any more good things about that movie. You Absolutely. can't say any more good things? I can't say because they said... Uh, Legally. Well, yeah, Sam Mendes emailed me saying, shut the fuck up. Stop oh, talking God. about... <laughs> Stop really? talking about 1917. Yeah. He's like, it's it's a secret film. I'm like, oh, so sorry. Uh, but I just, like, it's great. But the spe- visual effects, it's the, the award, I believe, is achievement in visual effects. Right. right. What I think about films that have achieved visual effects is they've gotten better and they've made you question right. what visual effects are. That, to me, even though I didn't like Lion King, that, to me, was Lion King. It, right. it to me, was I didn't know when, when something was real or when something would be in... CG. Right. Also, they use this a lovely VR style of directing and right. creating this film. So they invested so much into this uh, visual effects. Is it because the studio went out of business? They couldn't give the award. Who knows? But like, <laughs> no, they're still they're still around. I think. Didn't they go out of business? The Lion King one. The not Disney. The visual effects studio. Yeah, but the, I think they're still around. The the visual who did Lion King. It was. I know it was I the thought, life I of Pi. I, I remember a production company going out of business. 
because we'll we'll find it. Um, we'll find it. Disney like fucking milk them till they till they souls till they're sucked di- out till of you them. grab them. Till and- their Lion King was Mufasa. Damn. Yeah. Um, we'll yeah. I was. Also- I was, I was also surprised. Yeah, because thought- they showed the scene where it was like this is the this is the CG scene of 1917, which I'm like okay, but <laughs> yeah, that like lion looks thing. real. They made a des- They made That's a jungle man. That's yeah. a blurry like background shot, which yeah. I get. It's cool and all that, but but uh, that lion talks too. But yes, yeah, sorry, to interrupt. They they shut down. The, the Lion the King visual, Yeah, the visual effects company that made The Lion King. Oh, or probably one of them who, uh, yeah. who worked on the effects for yeah, it, right? Yeah, from... They're in Vancouver. They've closed. Oh, wow. Damn. That's crazy. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that was a huge surprise. I mean, when you look at last year, too, uh, First Man won last year. And, like, when I think of effects, I don't think of that movie. No. But I think the the Academy tends to vote for maybe the realism. And they don't look at the spectacle. But like these are visual effects artists yeah. voting for visual effects films, right? Like what? I, the, like I, I, I was I would, shocked. Yeah, I was shocked. It, like, didn't, it didn't make any sense. Like this, I would love for someone, if you maybe know, justify it for me, and right. maybe I'll look at your point of view. But I don't get it. Yeah, yeah I don't get it. Yeah, because again, 1917, phenomenal movie. But when you think of achievement of visual effects, I don't think there's when any I think movie of visual that effects that even is I don't think of Lion King or Avengers Endgame. I thought it was like those were the two front runners for even it. if uh, Rise of Skywalker won, I wouldn't have said. Wouldn't yeah. have said. Or even if the Irishman won, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if it's based on how many people are part of the VFX. Maybe you know, in terms of how they they um, like the they, scale they, of the studio or the people involved? like because they they. They they give grants to so many different companies to work on different parts of the film. Maybe that plays a factor, like the parameters in which they had to make these special. Yeah, because if you had like a hundred film VFX companies building Lion King, and you only had one build it, maybe that's like a maybe. Yeah, there's there's so many stupid in my opinion. There's there's so many different uh, like aspects of how voting works with the Oscars that we I don't think we'll ever really figure out how it. Yeah. happens um yeah uh, Shay mentioned the uh, the irishman completely shut out yesterday yeah yeah N- nothing. one nothing crazy yeah. even once upon a time uh one uh only production, production design, design right production design yeah. Yeah. That one I got right. tarantino yeah. must have been so mad <laughs> like you know like he made a film that jerked off hollywood and he got nothing and hollywood did he not got return the production it. design <laughs> hollywood just blue balled him and he got um best supporting for oh, and brad, brad and brad yeah. but Man, no original screenplay, no um, what was the other one? Director, no best picture, nope, no actor in a leading role, no actor in a leading role. It was this, and, and the same thing with Joker. I think Joker won two as well. Joker won score, score, and it won actor. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember Joker's score to be like, wow, it's- it was like that violin. I really like Joker score. I, I just remember score the. Yeah. Uh, but you also said you don't listen to movie scores. You, like you don't remember movie scores. No, I I don't rem. I I said I I don't ever find a movie score that's bad. bad. Yes, got you. That's. But I do said. listen to movie scores. I just didn't remember the Joker score. Got you. This um, is very like somber. I, and I always remember the the scene where he's running down the stairs and the friggin the hockey theme. Oh, the, hey, I was yeah. thinking about the hockey theme. That's a hockey. That was a. That was a. a Interesting drop choice. of music in there, and that was yeah. uh, 
That was an interesting choice. I actually thought the the soundtrack for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was fantastic. Oh yeah, but that's that, a soundtrack. But those are like licensed music, yes. right? But um, um, yeah, so a lot of like shutout, like snubs, we'll say, right? In terms of those big movies that you thought were gonna win, and um, but what did win? But like? let's hey, talk what? about let's talk about what took the Academy Awards and right now the world, I'd say, by surprise. Yeah, yeah. F- winner of four Oscars. Parasito. Parasite. Parasite. <laughs> I'm, was that, pa- it was Parasite. It was Parasite. It's <laughs> it's that was like Pir- Parasite. Parasite. Lade. <laughs> oh, no, there's uh, Scottish. He's Scottish, yeah. Parasite. Uh, Parasite. Parasite. What a night. What a Parasite. night. How did they say it in, in Korean? Oh, I, I have the Korean name here. But okay, I'm we're going to Google Translate it. I'll, I'll grab it for you guys. I'll let you guys talk about it. Uh, okay, uh, yeah. So, but- Parasite. Holy crap. It was hey, a parasite. First of all, I put it as my best picture. I'm glad. Uh, and I won. I'm shaped. That's exactly what I sound like too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just like thank God. Like huge, huge win for them to come out and win best international and best picture. Man, Bong Joon Ho was just up there just flipping everybody off. <laughs> like he was yeah. just Killing it. He was funny. He was entertaining. Uh, in his speeches, he didn't Renee Zellweger at all. He went up there, said what he needed to say, <laughs> and got off stage. And he says, I want to go drink. Let me go drink. Yeah, and he's, he's just, just like, I'm going to get drunk today. Yeah, and Renee Zellweger gets up there. She's like, I'm, first of all, I'm squinting. <laughs> I can't see anybody here. But yeah. She's British as well. When she's she was, British. She's she on stage because she was she's doing Bridget a Bridget Jones diary. Yeah. yeah, she was doing a Bridget Jones diary um, voice. Yeah, this is Parasite. This is how you say Parasite in Korean, by the way. I beg your pardon. <laughs> what? But is that also what it's called in Korean? Because that's just a that's just a that's, direct, that's a direct translation of parasite, of parasite right? in Korean. Well, yeah. how else would you say it? Well, no, because sometimes mean, that that may be the uh, the translated name for uh, like for that for Canada and the United States. You know what I mean? But it might not be the original title. But yes, right. I think that is what it's also called in Korea. Gisingjin. Is it? Yeah. I'm sorry. I can't see it again. I'm only allowed to say it once. I paid paid to say it once. <laughs> that was that moment. Um, yeah, man. It was Bong Joon-ho and his translator. Fantastic. Loved them. I was actually reading an article. Sarah Choi is her name. Yeah, Sarah Choi. I was reading an article like an hour before her, we started the show. She's in, his interpreter. Interpreter. Yeah. Um, an hour before recording the show, I was reading an article about her inter- his interpreter yeah um now i'm gonna write yeah. a story about being um, the and the war about award shows and award stuff. shows yeah. so good for her yeah and then bong is gonna freaking direct it and, and uh, win another academy award neon <laughs> neon the production studio behind parasite was like and we know a production studio who could distribute it we're like ah yeah. oh, that was funny thing yeah um good for them man honestly yeah. um yeah so we were talking about like it, so it is the same uh the word i was same trying to think name. of was a localization that's usually yes. what they do yes um what a night for them to take home. I think the biggest surprise for us, and when I think we realized that it was going to win Best Picture, is when mm-hmm. Bong Joon-ho won Best, Best Director. Director yeah. Easily. And we were just like, oh my God, yeah, it's, it's it's going to win Best Picture. Yeah, It's going to win Best Picture. It was at that moment where I'm like, either they can Ben Affleck Argo this, yeah. where it's the reverse, or they go through with this and it completes this you know sweep that they have. Yeah. And it's the first movie since Slumdog Millionaire that won Best Picture that had no one nominated from the film. In terms of actors, right? In terms of actors, yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, you're um, right. That's just such such a triumph, and like the the only reason why 
I voted 1917 mm. is because it was the like, the obvious choice. It was the obvious Oscars choice. Yeah, yeah. Because the Oscars are boring when it comes to best pictures most of the time. Always. So we're like, 1917 did well yesterday. Like it did best visual effects. Yep. And uh, and best sound mixing. Sound yeah. mixing. Yeah. Cinematography. And cinematography. cinematography. But other than that, but you can't say. You can't say 1917 was a boring film. No, 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 but, no, no, no. But what I mean is like 1917 is the obvious film in the sense of, again, it's I love it. It's a boring choice in terms of that it's what you'd expect. Oh, it's, it's a right, war right, movie. Right, like right. war movies usually like, they're always like a lock for somewhere at the, the Oscars, Oscars, right? Oscars, yeah. Parasite was such a movie in its own regard. It's unlike any movie on that, uh, the best picture list. It's the smallest budget of all the movies on there. Mm-hmm. It's... All the other movies were giant studio releases, Warner Brothers, Netflix, Paramount, Sony, and like you have this pretty much indie film right. that just took the world by storm and I'm so happy it. and Another moonlighted it, you know, it's just moonlight. It's amazing. Yeah, he was so happy. He he was so humble in yeah. his speeches and even like in the back when he was doing his interviews and he had like his two Academy Awards and he's like literally <laughs> kissing them together. Kiss. Like, like a kid. Like he was just, I like making films. I like making films for people to watch. I want people to like love movies. Like I love movies. He wasn't arrogant. He wasn't like a Quentin. Like I I wrote this script. And, I don't, I don't have anyone to thank. Yeah. That's yeah. Just, you know, he's like, yeah, I make movies. You, you watch it or you don't. I, I really do a good job of making movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, that's my passion. So that's how it comes out. I remember someone asked him on the red carpet, like, like, where do you come up with all this? So he was like, I'm a fucking weirdo, is what he said. And yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yep. I, and the best people are those kind of people that make yeah. movies, you know? And he's that guy. He He's had, I've seen The Host as a kid. I want to watch it again yep. now because I want to go back and when Snowpiercer. Was it 2009, 2008? The Host? The Host, yeah. I'll find out for you. Okay. Um, Snowpiercer, I really loved as well. Snowpiercer yeah. loved it too. I mean, it, he he's great. I can't wait to see what he does next. Yeah. Um, but man, Parasite to win was just it was an icing on a cake that was already a great show. Yeah, and uh, you know we were like we were going to see it at TIFF, and then we were all sick, yeah. but we ended up seeing it like a week or two later, mm-hmm. and uh, like back in October we saw it, and it's like from thinking from back then till now, like what a how this movie has taken the world by storm and it was in uh, 2006 2006 oh wow yeah um just seeing how parasite just kind of took over and it's it's very rare that the morning after an oscars twitter and like the internet isn't on fire yeah. and it's like people just really came together happy about this yeah. you know now the bandwagoners are gonna come out and say, "Oh yeah, oh, oh, Parasite. Watch Parasite. Yeah. yeah, have you watched Parasite? I have watched Parasite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're all British too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I prefer 1917. Yeah, he did Okja. He did Okja. Yeah, which Okja. is on Netflix. If you guys yeah. want to watch a Bong Joon Bong Joon Ho. Oh my gosh, Bong Joon Ho film. Um, as well as I think Snowpiercer is on Netflix too. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So two films that you can watch in his. Uh, Honor. And his arsenal of films. Yeah. Any other surprises from the night or any other... Uh, Eminem popped out? Yeah, Eminem showing up. <laughs> that Eminem was the most random He was point. really late. Like, they said, listen, in 2003, we were going to give you a award. He didn't show up, but you want to come get it. We still have it here. Yeah. You got to perform, though. It's we a gotta contract. Perform, though. You got to perform, I, the song. I forgot he won an Academy Award. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't think he'd win, so he never showed up. We should do an episode on the weirdest Oscar wins. You know, 3 that's a great one. 3-6 Mafia. 3-6 Mafia. Uh, what was the song? Yeah. Hus- Hot out here for a pin. Yeah, uh, for a hustle and flow. When he's trying to get his money for um, Any awkward moments? Uh, I think 
in the history of any award show, I don't think I've ever heard somebody say artificially inseminate a cow during their acceptance oh, speech. Yeah, yeah, Joaquin lost me at that point. Yeah. And then at the end, when we start talking he, about River, he got he, me back. He got me back, yeah. He had, and this, Joaquin, like, his... His Golden Globe speech was amazing. Mm-hmm. His uh, SAG Award speech was amazing. So I was really hoping he would come with like fire a great speech, and like it kind of just like when it, it became more political and like his stance on stuff. And that's fine. Like that's his time. Take it. But when you give him five minutes to talk, and you give Renee Zellweger five minutes to talk, and then you give Parasite like ten seconds, and they started shutting off the lights, and the whole audience was like. Turn them back on, like go back to doing it. Like that's so yeah. that's Awkward. so disrespectful when you're. Yeah. It's like, I know you have something to say about what's happening out in the world, but do you th- do they really think people care? No, with what they're saying. Like I understand, like he's really passionate about animals and you just you know uh, being a, a vegan, a vegan and all that. But like, do you really have to? go to this point where you have to express it during the Oscars. It's yeah, it's, it's one of those like you I, could do it so many different ways. You could right. be an advocate, you could be a spokesperson. Do you have to go out and like tell the world especially in award show where award people show? are like tired and like you know the show's yeah. wrapping up and it's like, well, listen, now is the time for me to give you my theory yeah. on why I think Batman vs Superman is a better film. It's like, yeah. no, this is not the time. Like, no, you yeah. don't do this here. I, I wish his BAFTA speech was probably his best speech of yeah. all when he was talking. I think that would have been such a mic drop moment for the Oscars saying that because that would have had people talking. His BAFTA speech was amazing, mm. but, like, not a lot of people really watch the BAFTAs. So, But if he said what he said at the BAFTAs at the Oscars, yeah. people would have been like, oh, Yeah, he talked about it. He switched his... He kind of touched on it a little bit when he yeah. talked about, you know people that are not given the right chances to make right. movies in Hollywood. So he, he almost like referenced his Baptist yeah, speech he, in a way. He, he had, he just spoke a lot. And I think when we look at Renee Zellweger, oh I don't even God. know. Like, I she was, just couldn't wait for her to get off stage. I, I forgot. Like I, for, I remember speeches that are really memorable. Yeah. Like Matthew McConaughey's, Matthew McConaughey's speech or um, Hal Berry. Halle Berry, Russell Crowe. Like these speeches, these politically charged, charged speeches, they just, they go over my head they and like, I forget it. And, and I think, they, I think they just come and go as the years go on, when you look at the best speeches, like you're saying, people will always go back to those inspirational ones, those ones that really like put it all together and bring it all together and make people be like, this is yeah. not only is he the best actor, but he's just dropping Joe Pesci's he's just like, dropping yeah. facts simple, on us. like it was, what was a, it? Thank, it was thank you very much. Honor. This is an honor. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. You know, like, or uh, Marlon Brando when he brought out uh, the, the Native American girl. Right. And she rejected the Oscar, right? Yeah. Um, like little moments like that, but when but that you, was, I guess, the politically charged one, right? Right, but but, but it's still memorable because it's like iconic. This yeah, this right. one feels like a lecture, you know. Yes, I felt like I was in trouble. Like Joaquin yeah. sent me to his office. while you were eating your hamburgers, man. Like it, Shay and I were like eating like like Popeyes during. My ice cream was just, melting during. Yeah, we're scene. just like oh. Uh, I was like oh, I should probably uh, put on this artificially <laughs> inseminated chicken then, you know. It must. <laughs> yeah, it must. Um, but yeah, what a night, man. I don't see yeah, like, it. Was, it was a good night. It was, How do you guys feel about not having a host this year again? Didn't miss it. Didn't miss it? I only miss... Um, I like the spectacle at the beginning. Mm. Like, I like there being like a musical number or like just something funny. It was great by Janelle funny. Monet this time. Sorry? Janelle Monet with the opening music. Yeah, like, Janelle I, Monet I'm like, is she going to get her jacket off? She got like... Took her like a minute to get her jacket off her body. Yeah. And then... <laughs> 
she just she couldn't get it on the hook and it just fell on the ground. Uh, She's like, "Fuck it!" And then she had her blouse opened up a bit and she had to tie that up. I'm like, "No, so you funny. can take that yeah, blouse." Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy. What oh. kind of shit? Let's let's head that direction. Um, and then <laughs> Steve no. Martin and Chris Rock started yeah. talking, which was a fun way to open. The Bezos as well too. Uh, comment was yeah. pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, that was funny. He the, was laughing. At least. We went to. Uh, Julia Dreyfus and uh, Will Ferrell they yeah. were funny yeah. obviously you have Kristen Wiig and Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph, you know, Maya Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah. they're fantastic I mean have them on I wish Amy Poehler was up with them too because yeah. then all three of them would have killed me well I mean Tina Fey and Amy are going to host the Golden Globes that's next also year, true so that's yeah Tina should have been up there too. too I want Ricky back Ricky uh, I don't think he, he's Ricky never Martin's done, not going to do it <laughs> I don't think Gervais has ever done the Oscars no, he's only I, done the Globes, right? I love the Globes. I love it because everyone's drunk and yeah. you know, like yeah. he just says what's happening. He doesn't you know? care. He doesn't, doesn't care. care. And it's funny. It, it's so awkward and funny. Uh but yeah. It's it's yeah, it's funny where it's February now. I wonder what where we're gonna be next year when it comes to like what the I wonder what the best picture category is gonna look like next year. Seriously, you know, I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be um, as strong as this year. I think this this year to end the decade was one of the strongest years in films. You had especially Parasite, man. A Parasite, yeah. nineteen seventeen, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Irishman, uh, Marriage Story, Ford vs Ferrari, Ford versus Ferrari, yeah. and those are just what got best picture. Those yeah. aren't even including like. Uncut Gems. Midsummer. Uncut Gems. You know, like Avengers Endgame earlier yeah, in the year. I like, think this was the Dolomite, strongest Dolomite year of uh, the past 10 years. Yeah. 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 We'll yeah. see, though. I mean, who we'll knows? See. Who knows? Hope, what I'm, hope, I hope we're wrong. You know? I, yeah, I, really I hope, hope so, too, too. But a lot of the directors, you know, they spent a big chunk of their time directing these films to end the decade. So we'll yeah. probably see. So we won't see Scorsese and Tarantino for a few years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Bong Ju is not going to come out for a while. And. Uh, Sam Mendes and what was Sam Mendes' last movie after was it not Spectre yeah it wow. was wow and Four uh, years. James Mangold he's he's doing uh, Bob Dylan and he's also doing something else that he just announced as well too I'm blanking on it though no yeah no. it was a it was a really good year yeah I didn't overall the the whole Oscar show was meh like it just there wasn't it, enough spectacle this year I think yeah, it didn't it? Did it just? I don't know. It didn't feel Hollywood. Did did it feel Hollywood to you? There was. It felt different. I'll say that it felt different. But I think that's a good thing because if it felt Hollywood, then we would have probably gotten 1917 as the best picture. No, but even like the the whole like the appearance and the feel of the Oscars just it just hmm. didn't hit me. Didn't like hit you previous years. And I think it's like a say like a sign that maybe the Oscars and the whole award ceremony. Um, is kind of dying. Like I think, it, like a lot of people are not caring about the awards anymore as much as they used to. A lot of you hear a lot of actors saying, "You know, we're all great at what we're doing. Um, winning an award doesn't mean anything, right?" So you you keep hearing that over and over each year, each year, and you you keep hearing like, "Well, maybe they should change actor and actress into one perform well, one award." I think in the next ten years, we're going to see a huge change in. Um, what the Oscars look like? What the Oscars look for like? For sure. Um, but maybe one day they don't do it like they used to. I don't. I think we'll always have an Oscar ceremony. I can't see them stopping before a hundred, unless yeah. like the world ends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think there's a lot of things that they need to change, and I don't think it comes down to 
making a most popular movie category or doing anything weird like that. I just think that they need to look at the categories and think like, hey, you know what? Like five movies to recognize, it doesn't matter. Like make it 10. Who yeah. cares? Like at the end of the day, if that's going to make more people watch and not get upset and still recognize people for getting an Oscar, like it's it's not less prestigious because it's still selecting the 10, 10 best performances, you know? I, like, was, I was fine. Like actors don't even want to be there, you know? You know? Like they don't want to... Joe Pesci wasn't there. <laughs> like, you know, like they don't, they feel awkward being there, you know? And I, and I think too, because the Oscars are always the last one. So they're literally coming off of like five or six straight weeks of non-stop. being, of nonstop award ceremonies. Like you yeah. get just like tired at the end of it all, you know? And Billie Eilish was there. She didn't perform the new Bond song. I like, told you, Dave. So upset, man. But that's okay. She did the In Memoriam, so. She did, yeah. yeah. It was all a right. nice version of yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. What an, yeah. What an amazing show. Yeah. What a, one like an amazing one year show. I yeah. I think so. One um, year. I want to thank everyone for listening all around the world, from Canada to United States, France, Korea, England, Australia, UAE, Spain, Japan, all and around Haiti. the world. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening. Your downloads and reviews have kept us driven to continue delivering amazing shows every week, and we couldn't do it without you. We couldn't. Um, this year has been an amazing journey with you guys. I, I agree. We've yeah, all become same. closer. Um, you know, I'm the godfather of your child. You're the godfather of mine. Yeah. I'm the best man at your wedding. You're the best man at mine. Um, and they have, these things haven't happened yet, but no. I can, yeah. I've seen the future, and uh, that's what happens. Um, it's crazy to think that it's a year ago now. Yeah, one year. You know, like one year. We haven't. We're going to hit 50 episodes sometime in March. Um, but to think of where we started to where we are now, it's just. We've That's amazing. We've grown so much. We've grown so much. We've been consistent with it. And yeah. um, I know it sounds like I'm talking directly to you guys right now, but like for those listening, again, thank you so much for being here on this journey with us and to the next year, you know? Yeah. As always, if you have any questions or concerns or you just want to ask us you know, something about film, you can head <laughs> over to uh, thistimewith.com slash talk um, and you can listen to our podcast on all streaming platforms and follow us on social media twitter and instagram i think that's all we are on right yep um and youtube watch us on youtube this time with uh youtube.com slash this time with or yeah. this time with.com will take you there and you can review us as well we are always looking for reviews um but that was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.